Christmas. Hello, folks. This week, I'm joined by Ben, John, and Free as we dive into a host of hobby goodness from across the gaming industry. We're going to be looking at all the news, some Kickstarters, and, of course, our Indie of the Week. Now, sit back and relax, because your Christmas starts here. Hello, everybody, and a Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Many festive returns or anything else you happen to want to. My favourite is Japan. Merry gift-giving season. At least it's honest. Happy Festag, if you're in the old world. There we go. There we are. (laughs) So, yeah, you didn't expect this to crop up Mm. on the 24th. Neither did we. But here we are, our last of the year. (laughs) Uh, We shall not be returning until the 14th of January. But fear not, while we are away, there's still plenty to have a look at kicking around on the site, and we'll be putting out some new things as well. So um, if you haven't already, you can come over to On Tabletop and check out things like the Wild West Exodus videos we've done for the Global Gunslinger League. Uh, We will also have the first of our battle reports for the starter set coming out over the Christmas break. So you can keep an eye out for that. Uh, And don't forget, if you are joining in and projecting as well, uh, if you tag it as Global Gunslinger League, you'll be in with a chance to win a prize. Uh, It will be announced when we come back on the 14th. We also have uh, the delightful Silver Bayonet, which you can see here on the homepage as well. So if you've missed those, apart from the unboxings, we've... uh, couple of let's plays a solo and a 1v1 pvp game and there's also chance to win one of three starter sets from the silver bayonet as well so a rule book and a unit for the british spanish and french nationalities um but yeah other than that over the next two weeks we'll have our usual sort of painting guides and jerry cans and some let's plays i believe the assassin's Creed there will still be videos yeah. in the new mm-hmm. year Mm-hmm. not sure when anyway keep an eye we won't leave you totally abandoned <laughs> we're very good like that i, I know. feel anyway yeah. <laughs> uh but apart from the the news that christmas is coming i think most people are aware of that <laughs> is it tomorrow uh yeah, yeah. Well, it depends where you are in the world uh, if, if yeah. you're in mainland europe it's it's right now in fact well, we're, yeah, we're, we're probably interrupting your christmas dinner <laughs> at least uh, now a dad yeah, but, if you remember the royal family because they're all german it's tonight as well so <laughs> your highnesses if you're watching harry probably is i imagine harry likes it uh, how's it going big man America treating you well yeah merry christmas <laughs> Nice stuff. Uh, but otherwise, let's crack on to the show. We have our usual barrel of stuff to get through, and let's kick it off, as always, with the Indie of the Week. And this week, Benjamino, who have you found for us? Uh, so I realised, I, I, I thought it was probably criminal that we hadn't even talked about these people uh, already, but, uh, and we have weirdly had a look at it, I think when when Warren was looking at people with their todges out. Um, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, but 
Yeah, that's very true. When you're not looking at todgers and mushrooms, all the, are they the same thing? In most cases, yes. But anyway, <laughs> we're going to be looking at heresy miniatures because they have been around for yonks and have been doing amazing stuff uh, for many, many, many years mm. uh, in resin and metal and all sorts of different things for, very, for various um, genres as well. Um, so they've got fantasy and sci-fi and everything as well. Uh, but yes, and also big ball bags. <laughs> I was going to say something, and I was sitting there, and I was just looking at it, and I thought, no, stay quiet exactly. on this one, really? yeah. stay quiet. Yeah. I mean, Andy's Andy's a bit of a legend. Andy went from yes. he he was a manager at Games Workshop, if memory serves, from the many many months ago, and um, he was at Warhammer Worldish before. I think it was really a Warhammer World. Uh, so obviously it's close to the studio and and you spend a lot of time talking to people in the studio and he sort of just started sculpting there but he was never a games workshop sculptor uh he just sort of would occasionally get hints and tips from people uh and then launched heresy like you say um a, a variety of fantasy and science fiction things fantasy is where he started and he started off with big boris um which i adore because he's he's thrown the barbarian essentially but with a slightly bigger head um so I'm, I'm all for that so that sort of has grown from there and there's some weird and wacky stuff in here occasionally people will sculpt for him um so kev's done a couple of bits in the past and um i think steve salome as well they're listed when it's not an andy sculpt it'll be listed by the actual sculptor but he's also done things like um competitions where people have sketched monsters and then he's made them nice. the yeti was actually drawn by a guy who used to be a regular in games workshop belfast whenever oh. i was there many 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 moons ago so we'll probably pass the yeti at some point uh but i really like it because it's great for unusual things this yes. fellow for yeah. example is has worked its way into my Kings of War Ogre Army as a oh, Berserker awesome. bully. Yeah. Right, so it's yeah. one of the Berserker heroes. Rather mm -hmm. than being a Mohawked lunatic, he's just a guy smashing a massive table into somebody's head. Or he's picked up like someone's pervase. He's about to. Oh, <laughs> or something, yeah. oh no, is it? It's a table. Hang on. Let's that's see if brilliant. We can... Oh, yeah, there you go. Proper bar fight territory. Yeah. That's, yeah. Because, I mean, cool. if you want to get rid of dwarves, that's the best way to do it, I find. Mm -hmm. Just repeatedly smack an oak table into their heads. Yeah. Um, for people who incorrectly play RPGs with miniatures, there's a lot of stuff in here that will do the job. <laughs> um, I'll have a quick look at the Minotaur as well, since we're here. Because why would I not? Man being is a thing of beauty and has been since he appeared. Uh, I need to do it that way. Because hey. man being comes with options. Man being can have man in half. Ripped in half person or axes. Or axes. <laughs> Sir Roger the Lucky is not living up to that, his name. Yeah. <laughs> really not. Yeah. That's it's, really neat. I like that. That's great, isn't it? Yeah. It's the way to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it's a bit more interesting than mm -hmm. every Minotaur hero who's got a pair of axes in his hand. Although you yeah. can still yeah. do that if you want. But mm -hmm. I just I just like to see humans being uh, ripped apart by <laughs> by giant giant bull men he's also a stonkingly big figure as well yeah he looks quite big the thing, that, the thing that's always caught me about the stuff that heresy do regardless of like the sculptor involved with it is that a lot of it tends to be done as almost kind of, well at least at this point anyway 
done as almost kind of like one-off event style things. Right. So, for example, he did the Kickstarter for the Dragon a couple of years ago now, was it, I think? Or was it last yeah. year? Oh, where the dra- many, many months ago. Many years, where the, the Dragon was basically like this focal point, and that's become a massive thing for, you know, heresies. Like, you get the Dragon, and it is a huge piece that the, we'll look the, at in a bit. Yeah, but, yeah. The, the Dragon is is a thing. Uh, I believe the phrase yeah. is a statement piece. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know if I would, I mean, Cannon fodder, as I... As I yeah. It'll be tricky to fit it on a 75 mil square. Yeah. I will put it's, it like that. It's the kind of stuff you, you put in a fantasy battle and everybody aims all their bolt throwers at it. There so, you yeah. go. Not that people have many bolt throwers. <laughs> a, a statement piece or a murder weapon. Yes. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Frontline defense. Drop it from a great height. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's like a brick. You could certainly do that. Yeah. Um, we'll not look at the Death Ball Ogres because they're coming next, mm-hmm. but I, I will... Let's just go ahead and have a look at Mr. Dragon. This is the, least the alter, that's the ultimate head version. Yeah. But, yeah. but that, this will give people a good idea of size. Nice. Compared that's, to a regular human-ish. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. huge. That's dragon size. Hooray. Yep. Go nod the Slayer. <laughs> it's almost like somebody's channeled their inner Warren there. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I would have said it could have been Warren, except it's painted. <laughs> so, and it's clothed. Yep. Oh, and it's clo- well, and ah, it's right. Yeah. Uh, if I do this, so seeing head oh. for scale, you can get wow. a sort of idea. It's not a small not creature by any any means. Um, they very rarely appear these days. I think he had some that maybe had slight imperfections that were mm-hmm. still going, but it, it's one of these models that's so big it couldn't be really it couldn't even be manufactured let's be brutally honest that the fact that he did it why well, needed the kickstarter what <laughs> was insanity yeah. uh, the fact that it stuck around for so long yeah. um was virtue of itself mm. uh being such a nice sculpt but um boris yeah it's Sorry, go on, Jerry. No, I was just going to say that this is the iconic character. Mm-hmm. This is this is your. Uh, I suppose when I think of heresy, I think of Big Boris in some fashion. Uh, mm-hmm. In fact, I believe there's actually a separate Boris page where we can just see all the Boris eyes. Oh, I think there is actually. Yeah. Um, so I have to go and have a wee butchers for that <laughs> because it's. Has he got arseless chaps on there, Boris? Um, yes, he does. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's got a cod piece on. If we're going to the Boris page, you're going to see a lot more of Boris. Than oh, wow. Well, yeah. it's it's thankfully, uh, I suppose, censored. Yeah. Uh, but so. uh, there was the one of the pages that you bought up. Uh, for example, you know, you saw the we saw the goblin archers that you were yes. looking at before. Like this is the kind of stuff that I think is really nice about the heresy page that if you are doing D and D or something like that, mm. you pick up packs like that. Suddenly, you've got your set of. Very evocative, and all as you can see, individual goblin archers that you could use in your dungeon games or whatever. Oh, or if you're yeah. making war bands for like typical fantasy style skirmish games or something, these are like perfectly great for these kind of things. Like you, you pick these up, throw them in, and suddenly you've got a really unique looking set of miniatures that also then work alongside plenty of other ranges that are out there. Yeah, because they're all around that twenty-eight to thirty-two millimeter scale in that, those heroic proportions mm-hmm. and stuff. Likewise. I mean, those are great additional sort of like Nurgle troops or something. Yeah. You want to or if you're playing Rain in Hell. Rain or, in Hell. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you're a fan of Constantine, 
Actually, remember yeah. the film Constantine, yeah. and whenever he yeah. was in hell, none of them had top halves as their heads. Mm. There are alternative heads that are missing the no, top I... half of the cranium, and they just look like the Constantine screaming lunatics. Very cool. Oh, wow, um, that's cool. Which, you know, look amazing. Mm. I think it might be them because I can't oh. see a cranium on them. Has he got a picture of the headless wonders? <laughs> yes. Oh, no, yeah, they do. Yeah. You're right. So, and I mean, that as a look. The first time we seen it in um, Constantine, it was like, oh, that's different. Yeah. I didn't think anybody would ever actually go the whole hog and make one. But, you know, why not? I mean, they're demonic anyway. For sure. <laughs> uh, anything else we want to have a look at before we drift away from the <sighs> fantasy? Evil Bagpuss, I suppose, because it's me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I think I'd, I'd have to do that. It's worth. To, uh, we've got the fantasy tab still open. If we go, if we go back, oh to, yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. Go, just go back to fantasy miniatures, mm-hmm. uh, and obviously the dragon there. <laughs> but because uh, there's like, I think it was the centaurs are pretty cool. Yeah, uh, centaurs are lovely, and uh, the like elfy, elfy folk. <laughs> the oh, elfy folk. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the one done by Steve. Might be. Steve. Yeah. Evil villains, aren't And obviously they've got they've got a fair amount of demons and villains and all sorts of different names as well. Ah, uh, uh, Steve Buddle. I was so close. I knew it was a Steve, but I couldn't remember which Steve. Uh, it's the kind of stuff that like fits in really nicely with a lot of the um I'd say not classic, but sort of like the standard Reaper range. Like I think a lot of this matches up quite nicely with that. So if you've got miniatures perhaps from that, uh, I think these are a really good sort of Shoeing alongside those, um, like it's especially if you've got a lot of the sort of creeper black lines. stuff, so. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And because of that, it doesn't yeah. matter the game you're playing, it's up <laughs> to you and your paint style. I mean, yeah. that could easily be a wood elf or a high elf or a dark mm-hmm. elf, yeah, uh, if you're playing fantasy or, yeah, you know, whatever it happens to be, like, sylvan kin. Like nowadays, obviously, if you saw a miniature like that, that miniature would probably have patterning stuff worked into the cloak would have yeah. or there'd be like stitching on the leather and all that kind of thing and that's great and i like that kind of thing it's great if you're working with washes things can pull nice pull things out really nicely and easily mm-hmm. but i found like there being a really nice thing in just painting miniatures where as you say you do have just these clean lines like yeah. i've been working through a whole bunch of old school eldar at the moment and there's been it's been really nice looking at those oh, miniatures nice. and being like these are things that are just easily identifiable via block colors, like as you see there, yeah. that you can be like, boom, 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 makes a statement, you know exactly what it is on the tabletop. Not too much fussing around and stuff. So, so yeah. I'll have to open the, the dragon. The dragon. <laughs> Even though people probably can't get their hands on it, unless we're about to be surprised here. But uh, <laughs> There, there are imperfect casts where you're okay. saving 43%, because it's, I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, and I just have to open it, open it, open it. I would like the larger image. There piece. we go. We can see it alongside a piece of A4 paper. <laughs> or just a big piece of paper, anyway. But, uh, oh, that's, that's probably a big boy. Well, yeah, there you go. You can see a pack of sweets to the, to the oh, side. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Your standard reference <laughs> tunes, I'm going to say. Uh, if it's any help, these white things on the green stuff on well, the ground, yeah. they're one yeah. centimetre. Mm-hmm. Although, sure, go with your pack of sweets a million miles away. <laughs> Works for me, man. Hey, look, I went with what I got, right? Okay, so. I once said that to me the other day. They said a ridiculous length. And I said, how many cats is that? <laughs> I did see somebody uh, the measuring their cats, cat. Yeah. 
in That's Thomas scale. the Tank Engine toys. <laughs> and it was like, it, it was one Thomas the Tank Engine toy when it was a kitten, and it's now eight Thomas the Tank Engine toys log. There's a, yeah. a fully grown cat. You're going, okay. Cat to scale. But I mean, like I say, that, I'm not sure what size base that is underneath that ring base. Oh, yeah. was, let's say it's 100 mil. Was yeah. he on the... He was on it the seems bait. drastically undersized. For sure. <laughs> So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So it's about yeah, so eleven, twelve. So hundred, hundred mil round lip base. Mm. So you probably could fit it on a seventy-five mil for Kings of War. Mm. Anyway, totally Jerry needs to buy an imperfect uh, dragon. So. Just, mm. just, just put it on one of the Citadel ovals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the, the the big ones. Since yeah. they're doing dragons again. Yeah, they are doing dragons again. Yeah, it's a that's like you know, Christmas time of year. Or for people on a budget, evil bagpuss. <laughs> he was just, a sad old cloth cat. Oh wow, that's fantastic! But Emily loved him, uh, and you know, for bagpuss he tore my friend's face like, off, but I still love him. Yeah. <laughs> what evil bagpuss tears your friend's face off? The magnificent musical mouse organ kicks in, and they go, "We will mend him, we will fix him, we will make him all and you." <laughs> and then they come and stitch the face back on. Oh, that's terrifying! Because they're evil. Yeah, everything in bagpuss. Oh wow, it's even uh, even painted by a celebrity, Matt Lucas. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, the odds. <laughs> well, you know, fair to middling. I would have said. Uh, I'm going to drop into Big Boris, and then we'll, well, we'll have a look at the centaurs, and then we'll drop into Boris. Mm. Yeah, because there is only a pair of centaurs to look at. Yeah. I do appreciate that. I like a good centaur. Mm-hmm. Everybody likes a good centaur. And they're also big. So <laughs> Yeah, they're impressive looking. It has a very sort of tribal feel as well. Mm, um, nice pose. Yeah. I've seen a few people do elves like this where they could be uh, Westphalian, American. Did it, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, they're not alone. Somebody else has done it whose name escapes me. It'll come back later on. I'll suddenly shut out in the middle of the news. But yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's nice to see that sort of thing because you – Sometimes you see centaurs and they're like wearing Greek armor and it's okay if you've got a big Greek army. You're going, yeah. well, fair enough. But are they likely to craft something like that themselves? No. Whereas I think, you know, a few feathers and a bit of leather and away you go. Absolutely. In fact, even, you know, leather. Is that just their, maybe that's their forefathers. <laughs> oh, I was going to say that. It's, it's, a it's just thing. used leather. <laughs> I wear father... my father's skin. Yeah. <laughs> I use him as my shield. What did your father leave you in his death? His skin. I can't, can't see centaurs and not see the, the skeleton diagrams of the two rib cages and stuff. It just oh, it freaks me the, out. The better one is foals can walk after like half an hour after they're born, whereas babies can't hold their own heads up for like the first eight months. And it's just a floppy little baby yeah. on top of the foal running around. Yeah. Just in time for Christmas. <laughs> This one's another one by uh, Steve, mm-hmm. I think. Lady Centaur. Yeah. Let's open that one. No, let's open that. I know this freaks people out whenever I do it, and they go, oh, it's a million tabs open. Somebody counted them one day. I don't care. People yeah. <laughs> The tabs are there until I need the tabs to go away. But again, yeah, just like really nice alternative adventures or characters yeah. 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 bands and stuff. So, yeah, really cool. It's just a different way of doing it. Right, the Boris, and then we'll go on to look at some sci-fi, I think. Here is Big Boris. 
I mean, he's a Boris a has got a lot of outfit, outfits and considering he's most comfortable in his loincloth. Yeah. Go on, Boris. So this is the original the OG. Mark one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Boris hasn't really changed a huge amount over time. Just how he sculpted changes. Um, Went to the gym a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> he was Which is interesting. Up. It means you can also see where Andy's sculpting has developed throughout the years just by buying out Boris every time he releases one. That's nice. But I mean, it's, you know, classic old school barbarian. Uh, what more can we say? He's bald. He's got muscles on his muscles. And he's got a ridiculous axe. He's perfect. Yeah. Um, but if so you want more, you have a whole variety from Chaos Boris, a Mark I and a Mark II, uh, through to Kev's nude and not nude versions. <laughs> uh, and then the Dreadball ones, uh, or Deathball. Let's have a quick look. That was the it. one I painted for Warren, wasn't it? No, the, well, yes, pointing. yeah, the, the nude version would be, yeah, I imagine yeah. almost undoubtedly is. Yeah. You do such Oh, such well, that's work, great. <laughs> but I mean, you know, again, lamping somebody. And anybody who used to read White Dwarf when Thrud was a thing, uh, having Thrud as a referee in a Blood Bowl game is almost undoubtedly going to end the same way with all the players on the pitch being killed by the referee. <laughs> Big Red Boris card. is very much, he's very much the Stone Cold Steve Austin of, uh, of heresy miniatures. He just oh, arrives sure. and then just does people like a kepper. Uh, wow. Do that. Santa uh, Boris. Yes, we have a look at Santa Boris. Uh, <laughs> this. That's the safe for work version. That's uh, the safe, yeah. yeah. He is. Um, Nobs are good. <laughs> he is correcting this one. Before I, because I'm, I'm glad that there is a censorship on the area. I just hmm. made a point of thinking how big his hands were. <laughs> <laughs> or if you want uh, a, a more suitable. For work. No, has to be that. There is the jobs are good and Kev White version <laughs> with loincloth. And I mean, he's a happy man being all oh, yeah, happy. Being his best life. Having, oh, yeah. as you Quite say, his know. best life. I may have already opened these, but let's open them again. Here is Fallen Boris. Ah, oh, that's great. Quite chaos Yeah. I quite like him. And then it's the, it's the night, nightmare in Siegfried of, uh, <laughs> of heresy. Yeah. And then revisited um, 15 years later. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, God. I, I can't believe that 2002 is that long ago, but there we go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. And at that point, he becomes oh. a bit more. Spectacular. He, he got an upgrade. He did. Uh, I think he also has the alternate head, so he can have a helmet rather than actually be demonically horned. I think. Where's our... There's our actual pieces. I mean, I'd like to see someone just make a warband themed around Boris, and it's yeah. like... Boris from all the various dimensions that have come together <laughs> into the Spider Verse, only yeah. into the Boris <laughs> Verse. That's great. It, it would certainly be a way to go. Yeah. I have to say that. Um, apart from our fantasy 
Absurd with amount so, of fantasy managers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, that was only, I would say, the first page in a bet out of about mm. four pages. Uh, there's also sci fi as well. Yes. Um, so let's probably kill a few tabs here. <laughs> Keep them alive. Make them suffer, Jerry. Maybe one. Uh, it's, it's not that. I'm just looking at a row of skulls on the top now. And even I'm having difficulty working out who is who. <laughs> For that uh, but the sci-fi again is similar in that you can kind of go nuts um and use them for other games and when he started sculpting these there weren't really a huge amount of other games in town over the past couple of years we've seen quite a few of system agnostic ones pop up where these things become a lot more useful uh so the likes of stargrave where you have um various troopers and mercenaries um that can be fielded as part of your crew or can come up against you. Uh, and these are a gorgeous set of sort of generic sci-fi types. Uh, trooper with support weapon and yeah. Not demolition man. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Not him. But I mean, look, look at that. I mean, that's going to make a mess of anybody coming to uh, yeah. you, which is always good. And not demolition man. <laughs> he's he's well, you know, he's got that beret and uh, big scar down his face, so he's he's probably one of those evil dictators mm, get in space. But she just throws that open there. We'll have a look at some of these. These are nice, and I've always looked at them going. If I had a a, a system that I needed generic troopers for, I'd probably Ooh. pick these up. Um, but I hadn't really in the past. However. I didn't pick up the full sci-fi collection of no. the gangs. They did that... all the kind of like alternative necromunda stuff, didn't they? So, well, yeah. he did one, and he did it in a big way. So Delac. At the Delac, for, yeah, yeah. For fans of bold and trench coats. Um, <laughs> Before did... they became more weird and spindly as they are now. but <laughs> yeah. well, I think they were always meant to be weird and spindly. He just chose not to go that way because... Well, it, it's better if they don't. Um, <laughs> and you got spectacular ah. stuff like this. I mean, nice. I'm not saying he was sculpting these around about the same time the Matrix came out. <laughs> but what I will say is there was a film that came out around about the same time that was very big. Nobody can tell you what it is, but you have to find out for yourself. Yes. Uh, but this, when I seen this set, I had to pick them up. Uh, because I had ah. I had high hopes of playing Necro again and using my Deluxe, and maybe someday when the uh, things settle down and the club reopens, I will do this thing. Mm. But there's some really beautiful touches on them, like the Batman belt buckles and the quilting. There's a lot of the Batman belt buckles, and if anybody's read the Dark Knight series, there is a gang who essentially idolise Batman, who dress not dissimilar oh. to this, bald head, and sometimes they have... Um, face paint of the bat symbol on so I, I quite appreciate that little touch and if you want to play it in the imperium you just go ah oh, it's not a bat symbol at all it's it's it's, it's an eagle uh, but it did give you all the options so if you wanted you know flamer nice. or missile launcher or plasma cannon or whatever it happened to be they're all there i quite like the missile launcher if i can find him um because he's a the dude with the plasma cannon as well, that's just always immense. I, I love that guy. <laughs> yeah. 
Where are you, missile launcher? Oh, smoking a tab. Uh, There he is. So, I mean, there's Painless Joe with plasma cannon with these two massive orbs of plasma generating goodness on it. Wow, yeah. Don't roll a one. Oh, man. I just love him. Tiny's great. (laughs) Tiny's awesome. So what do you do? Stand at the back and fire things far away? Yes. You're going to run up there and capture that objective? No. It's not what I'm here for. I like standing here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, standing still. Yeah. Standing still is always good. This guy is just gorgeous. It's oh, just a really wow. nice sentry model. You know, yes, he's a ganger. Yes, he's got bolter or auto gun or whatever you happen to want it to be for your game. Uh, but he's also just standing there having a puff. Maybe really, playing this, really this, nice a, a little bit more of a sort of narrative story yeah. or something, just have one of those wandering around yeah. or something. Yeah. You know, yeah. And the, the gang set itself is, I mean, that's 90 quid at the moment. There's 25% off. Nice. Um, I would like to see that as a larger image, please. <laughs> so, I mean, you can get that for 90 quid. 25 figures, yeah, exactly. And you've got your dual pistol running cloak ah. waving you've got people drawing katanas uh you've just got a lot of cool looking dudes and they do fit into the necro sort of juve ganger heavy and, and leader uh you can easily make two or three gangs out of it they match know. up incredibly well to the old school delac models as well oh, yeah like there's <laughs> there's very little to tell them apart in many regards because i've got a few of the old delac models that i use for my my inquisitor stuff so mm-hmm. yeah uh, there are also quick jump through some of these. Nice. We have the inspectors and other government types. Again, great for likes of Stargrave, five yeah. power sex, that sort of thing, where you've got maybe a narrative driven game. You don't need everybody to have a gun all the time. Seven TV um, as well. Good for seven ah. TV, yeah. So you know, trying to get through customs or get your ship prepared and just a lot of Annoying bureaucrats getting in your now way. Now you must yeah. the red tape. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Fill out all the admin. And the smugglers and other anti-heroes are something that Heresy does occasionally. You may spot a few of you these. may be familiar. <laughs> I yeah. mean, that's not, not Lulu. Elemental. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> not, not Lulu. Yep. Um, we also have a captain who it may, or may not be called Nathan. <laughs> yeah, who may or may not have uh, fought in a, a war. <laughs> Delightful brown coat. In That's all rally. Right. <laughs> his uh, his soul will be saved because mm. he's uh, got a reverend with him. Ah, oh, everyone needs a reverend on ship. A second head with the hair. Would have been great. I'm just saying, Andy, yeah. if you're watching, agreed. Uh, you can always go back to that one. Uh, but apart from our smugglers, and there is a Dallas Corbin esque fella in there as well. There he is lurking at the bottom, the major. Um, but if I come back to our scientists and civilians, again, potential to look somewhat familiar to people. So, a girl in some clothes. <laughs> some 
when, he, when he's making yeah it's good just, seo yeah. right yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> only some clothes mr anderton anderton yeah. edward Ar- arterton arterton that's there a is. big old probably desert eagle that's it's, quite a big it's, gun it's yeah massive However, maybe you're playing a 7TV-like game and he oh. wouldn't be using a weapon because it's, you know, not what they do on that TV show. <laughs> and maybe your uh, your doctor, uh, don't know what sort of name would give him, let's just call him Doctor Whom, would be up against... Doctor what? Doctor well. Up against that. Uh, and, you know, Doctor what may require a companion of some description that- as well. A girl in some maybe, she, maybe she'd be a bit more ginger. Mm. Let's call her Jessica Lake. Jessica Lake's a great name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they can have their own tiny DO6 security Android. Oh. Because, you know, why would you not? Great stuff. Yeah. Ah, it's, it's, it's a thing of gorgeousnessnessnessness. That's adorable. Um, yeah. And obviously being a fan of the only proper uh, doctor. I like to see my canine-like droids running about the place. So, But yeah, a um, whole host of stuff in the sci-fi world as well. We'd already sort of touched on it, that there is Death Ball, because we'd seen Boris lamping people. Uh, yeah. Um, but the, the big one for this is the Death Ball Ogres. Uh, which I think is probably one of the nicest ogre teams for your fantasy football games that you'll be able to lay your hands on because they're uh, particularly smashy. Not just they haven't just gone for the idea that they'll they're just big fat. They've gone for, they've gone for the idea. No, 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 these guys are going to crush you. Yeah, <laughs> these guys are ripped. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what happens when you have to run a lot. You know, <laughs> eventually, all the fat gets burned off. They're uh big chunky set of hefty resin mm. I could have used them for every one of the three ogres I had to hire for my Ostland ogres blood bowl team mm. because ah. the first two died <laughs> first oh, one died in the first match now obviously that's quite expensive as an ogre in the first match but he died second one spent three games bringing him back you know hired another one he died <laughs> so not there much we luck. go there's the three ogres of the Ostland ogres. Yeah. <laughs> and, and again, you can mix and match to a certain extent, but I quite like the fact he's got knuckle dusters with pain on them oh. written, <laughs> written backwards. So when he plants somebody, it will just be imprinted <laughs> on their foreheads. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. It's like a, his own version of branding, isn't it? Yeah. While we're here at the big guys, um, the dragon wheat. is not the only. Mucklewheat is... A giant, wow. giant. That's huge. Oh, yep. yes. Yes, yes, it is. And I Big feel... Big, chunky resin. Yeah. That must weigh some. Oh, there you go. Wow. It's, uh, I think that may be a night he's eating. <laughs> so you should always take your food out of the can first, though, Mucklewheat. It's got, it's got <laughs> all the vital iron that he needs to keep his body going. Yeah. It's the... less than a kilo. Oh, that's not awful. No. So it comes in six parts. And there are three of them in stock if you want one. (gasps) (laughs) It's only 74 quid. I mean, bargain. 
absurdly <laughs> huge. <laughs> That's just massive. Could be, could be that he's not happy with being eaten. It does seem to be trying to suggest that he doesn't eat him. Mm. Some people just don't realise they should be glad. Circle of life. Glad, you know, there are Mal- people out there. Malt are currently being remade. You can still order him. Oh, that was in January 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. don't worry, the mold's been remade, oh, which, is, which, is why there, which is why there are muckleweeds yeah. on the site. Jerry in another one of his forms. Jerry <laughs> ah, through the ages. Yeah. He's not quite as fat as I am. But he's getting there. Anyway, yeah, it's a big guy's death ball. Some and, really uh, fun things to go and check out. Yeah. Absolutely. And since it is Christmas, there is one other one <gasps> that we can't leave without talking about, and that is the special Christmas Boris. Oh, this is fab. Yeah. So if you're still looking for a Christmassy miniature, <sighs> definitely go and check out Santa Boris. I love that he come, he's got the big cane with a nail. With a nail through it, yeah. <laughs> I just love how he's still got his legs out, bless him. He's got he's made a lot oh. of effort to keep warm, but don't worry. He's got his legs out. Classic Boris. Yeah. You don't don't need to cover everything up all the time. It seems like an excessive waste. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so there we have it. Uh, Heresy Miniatures. A fantastic range uh and well worth checking out because you're never quite sure what he's up to oh actually i do know one thing he's up to and i really can't leave without talking about this oh yes yeah um (laughs) because he's been working on and off for the past mm, wee while shall we say on a prospective kickstarter because he wants Mm -hmm. to do a set of plastic fantasy skeletons um and to do that because he's still old school in his sculpting he's sculpting them in three apps and then they're going to be if the kickstarter is successful pantograph reduced down by the likes of renedra somebody like that i imagine um which means there are resin casts in a limited number available of these three up sculpts let me see where they live so these are big, bigly. Some of them are sort of standard. Um, I'll just open the images, actually, as the easiest way. So you've got your generic skeleton, because this is the plan to make, you know, multi-part skeletons. Mm-hmm. So Skelly Bob, Sword and Board, Skelly Bob with uh, Scythe. Very because, uh, hero quest. <laughs> yeah, because Andy is Andy and can't leave well enough alone. He was um, like, let's try some more. <laughs> he's, he started doing other things yeah. like, you know, hair rippling in the breeze. And somebody <gasps> went, well, why not make him like pure metal? So he went ahead and made a guitar and metal yes, arm. Bird. Someone yeah. needs yeah. to paint that like Trooper. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That would it, look it's great. It's very doable. <laughs> There's also a couple of uh, sort of more barbarous ones. So again, That's cool. looks like he's gone full Conan. Mm. And there's one that's kind of dragging Meow Meow with him across the floor. <laughs> uh, there was one other classic barbarian, but unfortunately he sold out. <gasps> but fortunately I own him, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, the future's bright for the future is, yes. skeleton stuff. Yeah. Oh, wow. He just looks so happy. He's he does. so happy to be a skeleton. Um, well worth following Andy 
and Heresy Miniatures on Face page because he's been working on a, a lot of the previews got there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to say a magician skeleton, a mage. Skeleton. It's difficult to tell. However, there's an extravagant cloak, and he is floating off the floor like uh, Stephen Strange, um, but dead. Uh, so yeah, it'll be fascinating to see. Hopefully, he gets them done. When it comes to Kickstarter, uh, and then I can get some plastic skellies. Uh, but it's well worth grabbing those big three ups, either as just as a modeling project, or I'll find some way to shoehorn them into a game somewhere as an undead <laughs> giant. Um, because you can't stop me. You're not the boss of me. <laughs> anyway, Heresy Ventures. Check them out. And we shall be right back with some news after this. Coming to you from the center of Northwestern Europe. Covering board games, war games, card games, and all that shit you love. It's the motherfucking news. <laughs> so yeah, back with the last little bit of news uh, for 2021 before mm-hmm. we all go off on holiday. But there is still also things to talk about, as Jerry has mentioned. So yes, uh, we're kicking things off with a little bit of forward thinking. In fact, there's two news items here that are all about forward thinking. So we have uh, some news from Arcom because they are going to be heading back to Kickstarter in January uh, on the 11th, as you can see there, um, for their uh, another one of their Rampart um, modular terrain Kickstarter projects. Uh, this is the train that you will have seen uh, Jerry and, uh, and Warren and the rest of the team working on and building up to make some fantastic 40K tables and stuff that we use for our hobby weekend back in the annals of time when events were allowed. Um, this is, again, sort of building on what they've done previous to this. So we have um, uh, two sort of, well, three, I guess, sci-fi variants for you to play around with, uh, with some new bits and pieces thrown into the mix as well, alongside uh, some fantasy options as well with their kind of like lost Aztec, Lizard Man-style ruins as well at the same time. Um, one of the big things about their terrain uh, is that it is incredibly modular. So their sort of focus is on the idea of like, you have a whole bunch of different sort of wall sections and floor sections, and they can all be bolted together without using glue uh, in order to make the different designs that you see here. And then to build on top of that, you've also got things like lights and panels and oh, nice. all sorts of different things that you can then plug into the gaps. So as you can see there on some of those wall sections, you've got the little plugs on the side for how it all connects together with the corner pillars. But then you have the little plugs that go to the side so you can put on things like lights and signs and all kind of things like that. So nice. you can really approach this as almost like a little Lego set of plastic terrain mm. uh, that you all paint up individually and then can just bosh together however you feel like, uh, which makes it incredibly good for storage, which is one of the main things. <laughs> because, yeah, you know, you that's one of the massive problems. If you need to. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, and as I say, they've, they've, they've really focused on the idea of sort of developing and building on um, some of their pass kits and also bringing some new ones in there as well. So there's going to be a lot for you to dive into and have a look at. Um, all of them come in and they're kind of like, uh, there's like bundles that they're doing for like, I think it's under 100 mm-hmm. uh, euros, dollars? One of the two. The euros, uh, I think. The euros. Uh, they are a European company, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so you're able to dive in and check those out and uh, and effectively get a, a, a big battlefield and a box worth of terrain um, for you to tinker with and play around with. One of the nice things they're doing with it as well is that they're, they're including a lot more um, stuff for height in, in terrain. Yeah. So there's lots of staircases and different floor sections, uh, whereas, whereas with some of the previous stuff we did, we had to kind of like barge a, lot, a bit of that and sort of build different sections in order to get the height and things, but they're sort of throwing in there as well, which is really cool. And they're also doing um, some new stuff in terms of miniatures as well. 
Um, so if you are interested in picking up some miniatures to go alongside this, one of the uh, additional things you can pick up beyond the terrain is their sort of um, city defenders range, as you see there. So um, you can see a selection of the different troops that they've worked on already. Uh, a lot of the, a lot of these people will remember from when they were looking at Starside, I think it was called, uh, mm -hmm. where they were sort of trying to bring that to the, the tabletop. Now's a chance to pick up some of the miniatures, sort of work alongside that. Uh, this is their kind of like all-female um, sort of Imperial Guard-esque force, which I think is really cool. Um, but I get some very heavy dust vibes off a lot of this as well. Especially yeah. in the the um, the styling of them and the poses, <laughs> I get some very I, heavy Dolph Lundgren vibes off them. Well, yes, <laughs> Dolph Lundgren was in an amazing film called Sniper, where I don't think he ever used a Barrett on a bipod <laughs> in the entire film. He was constantly Why shooting not, it yeah. from the hip or doing wow. barrel rolls across the floor. Nice. Um, uh, I was, I was Just blown, it was blown away. Yeah, which yeah. is exactly how people expect to use a Barrett, yeah. without doubt. Uh, but yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff in there. They're going to do cavalry and um, character pieces and all sorts of different things. They have also um, listed things like that. They are very cool. I like that. Mm. Sort of like bionic style horses. Very nice. These are some of my favorite. The Ubermen. I think they're really cool. Sort yeah. of like your Ogryn types. Uh, like one of them's got the front of a car. Yes. <laughs> or a truck that they're using as a shield. I think it's pretty cool. And then you've got the guy with the very lovely uh, set of facial hair there. Um, rocking around amazing tash yeah. oh yeah it's him in so, sort of like necromunda or something sort of stomping around maybe alongside some palanite enforcers that have hired oh. a bigger even bigger gun or something um there you also, also have seen there was a, a tank mm -hmm. in the, the first image yeah. for this uh that wolverine is going to be one of the stretch goals um that they're nice. going to look to unlock during the campaign so they do have plans to be in the vehicle line. and if it's like anything like any of the stuff that Arkham have done in the past uh this is no doubt going to garner a lot of attention when it comes mm. comes comes to the tabletop. And uh, we'll talk about it when we're back and the Kickstarter is all live and they've added yeah. some more stuff in. So, so. If you can't wait or if you missed out um, on the Dungeons and Lasers set, which was their last Kickstarter, I want to say, um, which, yeah. which got used kind of for, um, Warren used it for the Hero Quest board. His Hero Quest yeah. board and his, uh, his diorama he was working on for the house. Nice. Um, it's just come to retail. Uh, so I know in the UK, North Star have just received theirs. Uh, so if you're after that, that's that's a more standard dungeon crawl setup. Um, but there's also some magnificent looking dragons in that as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I want to say there was like seven, maybe eight different yeah. types of dragons. Even all, an alien queen dragon. and also All hard plastic kits as well. So, um, yeah, mm -hmm. it's lovely stuff there if you're... Uh, interested in getting stuff sooner rather than later or if you missed out on ramparts keep an eye for that i'm sure mm -hmm. we'll be talking about it more when it goes live anyway yep. mm -hmm. in 2022 who's next uh so next up we're moving to the realm of the historical with victrix um so as people will know if they've been following us in the weekend uh, victrix have done a whole bunch of stuff over the last year or so building additional plastic kits and all sorts of different things for various periods of history mm -hmm. um while they are intending to essentially bolster each of those different eras with even more miniatures as we move into 2022 nice uh so they did sort of like a little bit of a roundup of what they've got coming so cool. when it comes to the napoleonic side of things you'll see some of the images there showing off the artwork of what's coming up i'm sure the buffs in the audience have already worked out exactly what is coming mm. but um so there's going to be french dragoons french chasseurs à cheval oh i love the sound of that and also <laughs> british heavy dragoons as well uh, so they're going to be rocking everything out for anybody who's diving into napoleonics in 28 mil mm. having fun with that 
as is the way with a lot of stuff that Bitrix do. There's lots of little bits and pieces in these kits that allow you to make really detailed and interesting troops. They work very, very nicely alongside, obviously, their own plastic troops, but also things from the uh, ranges from the likes of Perry and that as well. So they're a nice fit for that. As uh, Full of dynamism with their kits as well, which is really nice. Uh, on the slightly more dark, dark age side of things, mm-hmm. um, so going back in time, mm-hmm. uh, they're going to be working on some new Northern Cavalry, as you can see, represented up there in the uh, the top left. True, true. Gonna, I'm a yeah, so you can play out uh, Hastings to your heart's content. Yeah. yeah. They're also going to be including the Dark Age Archers, again, so you can play out Hastings to your heart's content. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah. the Dark Age Archers are a generic set for them, yes, so they should um, which is nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you you really can't just chuck them in everywhere and anywhere. Yeah. You've also then got uh, their sort of look at Arthurian um, ranges. So they're going to be looking at the very late, the latter stages of the of the, of the Roman Empire with the Romano-British and their late Roman set. So if you're eager to play out Arturus's fights against the invading Saxons, then you can do that as well. Uh, you're also going to be able to get your hands on a new plastic set of Goths at the same time too. Mm-hmm. So if you want to play as the invading forces looking to sack what is left of the Roman Empire, you can dive in and have fun with that. Well, so if you want to go east and, and move your Roman yeah. capital to uh, Byzantium. Very true. You, yeah. you use these as busies mm-hmm. quite happily. Mm-hmm. And really, really nice staff sling there which you oh, rarely yeah. see in that's nice, form, isn't it? Uh, when you need a bit more range on your sling but yeah again very detailed kits if anyone's picked up any of the vitrix stuff or watched any of our unboxings they have lots of bits and pieces for you to play around with and have fun with sometimes slightly complicated <laughs> assembly <laughs> instructions but yep. other than that uh very good well, i tell you what won't be complicated the assembly for these well yes uh, it's fairly easy to bodge these together i would imagine but uh, just I, I put these in just to please just to please john <laughs> something to look at yeah. so, uh this is the uh, development of their 12 millimeter range um, Mm-hmm. Which has already got a lot of stuff in there. If, yeah. if you, if, if, in particular, if you collect um, the allies in terms of the US and the Germans, they have loads of tanks, loads of infantry to play around with. But, and I'm just going to whiz through this list mm. <laughs> there is going to be an M10 Wolverine, a mid war Panzer IV variant, a Sherman M4A1 variant, well, lots of Sherman M4A1 variants, a priest, Puma armored car, Russian infantry, including tank riders. Uh, a T-34-76 variants, T-34-85s, SU-76s, a Lloyd carrier, Falschim Jaeger infantry, which we looked at um, a couple of weeks ago in, mm-hmm. in our news section over on the yeah. website, and also a Pack 40 as well, which comes with its own infantry set. Um, and as they added as a special thing at the end, there's also going to be an SD-11 tractor, because why not? Um, but they are they are fully... Uh, embracing this 12mm range and building on it with a whole bunch of, of, of vehicles that I think uh, a lot of World War II fans are going to have fun with. Sure. So. There'll be some unboxings coming for the Germans uh, infantry and Panther um, mm-hmm. in the new year because I've already I've already had a look at those and, and unboxed mm-hmm. them. And I have to say the infantry, especially, you can see there um, the sort of level of detail and also amount of uh, hoses and and weaponry you have uh that's obviously russians towing their maximum gun look these ones actually have guns look how lucky they are Uh, (laughs) i want to say there's we're all on the front line (laughs) 186 i think germans in the set so it's literally you know one and done you're you're 
Pretty much. If you're yeah. playing in that scale as well, you're you're probably going to be playing um, large level games, so well beyond company. Uh, so it's it's really nice to have the access to that. Obviously, the twelve mil has freaked people out. Oh, they freaked them out. <laughs> When they announced it originally, and then when they released it, and it was still twelve mil, it still freaked them out. Uh, <laughs> it's worth pointing out they only put twelve mil on it because people seem to get confused when you put scales on things. I mean, I know um, I do. <laughs> so, so it's it's actually one one hundred and forty fourth, of which there are quite a lot of model companies out there doing kits already. Uh, in Plenty of scale. games you can use it for as well. So. Yeah, uh, well, most uh, a lot of. Um, the World War II games out there are not scale dependent, uh, so your your ground scale is whatever you make it, um, whatever you're playing, and especially in that sort of size. But it means you can do things like put a um, railway cannon on the tabletop, uh, which is achievable without having to pay a ridiculous price. Uh, I yeah. can pick up a coral for like a tenner. That's a big hunking piece of of scenario right there. If uh, people are you know that far beyond or pushing on to try and take out a, a railway gun. Um, and I just like seeing the, the spectacle of, of full forces, sort of divisional level, just being pummeled on either side of the, the tabletop. So, yeah, I like the 144s. Yeah. Hopefully we'll see a lot more of this. Mm-hmm. As I say, in the new year, mm-hmm. and uh, as one of the other things as well, it's like people are like, well, it doesn't match with what I was thinking of. And I was like, well, they're going to do everything. So so I think you'll be all right. So <laughs> They are going to do everything. And yeah. Like I say, I mean, if, if you yeah. just Google one to 144, you'll find dozens of companies. That's Vesda's range already is massively massive. You can um, even get like mouse and E100 at that scale. You can get a mouse. And, yeah, yeah, there's, there I, we go. I think it's yeah. like Tacom do one as well. Uh, yeah, Tacom because, do them. Because they do a box set that is the rat with two mouse tanks in it. If you want to go completely weird World War, yeah. um, that's a thing. Um, that's quite nice. Uh, my you could also, um, mouse was up there. I'm, I'm just going to say, you, you could also chuck in some really weird stuff because you get Gundam and Mecha kits at 1 to 144. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's big aircraft as well. There's an awful lot. So, I mean, as far as doing something in a scale where it's very accessible. There is all of that stuff out there. Um, trying to find realistically skilled planes and the like for 15 mil is harder because it's not a real modeler scale, whereas that is. So there, there's a lot out there. You'll be able to find all of the equipment from a, many, many companies. Um, and then you'll also be able to find terrain and, and that sort of thing as well. And they have a rule set, I believe, of their own. Well, they've, the name, they, is, they, the name they, escapes me. They they have the Vitrix Games brand, which is attached to it, so they are going to be working on stuff in the future. Uh, so. The game's already out for World War Two, but yes, I can't I remember can't the name because I'm old and fragile. <laughs> what to uh, do? So frantic googling. <laughs> what to do? Maybe, maybe it should be dude. No, juice was right. Um, here and eat my marshmallow. Yep. <laughs> anyway, free. I can't remember. We'll find out. Yeah, we'll we'll find out. Yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll let you Google it at home. That could be our Christmas present to you. There you go. Lovely. Where are we going to next, then, Free? Well, there is a female-led group of brutality on Raging Heroes at the minute. So they're expanding their Dark Elves range. Um, so there's nine new products in total. So whether you want to look for a bundle or the odd mini here and there just to bolster up your Eldar, there is some Dark Elf women ready to deploy 
on Raging Hero. So when I do say Raging Heroes, don't worry, I'm not talking about 3D printing yet. Um, these are real. <laughs> yeah, these are real ones. These are resin, cast, highly detailed miniatures, and they're in their store now. So looking at the individual model releases, you've got the new uh, Lady Dark Chris, um, who... Have you found Lady Dark Chris? Lady Dark Chris is uh, slightly upscaled. So Lady Dark Chris was there before. She's been upscaled mm-hmm. to 36 mil. Uh, the previous one, I think, was scaled at 30. Um, but you can still get her on the uh, 30 mil base. Mm-hmm. She's just got a bit bigger. Um, you've got Crash, the Dark Ranger. Uh, Fearless Berserker. Ridiculous control to put in her place. Absolute strong warrior. You've got Crash, the Dark Ranger. As well as that, you've got Sankuri, an Arc Sorceress. She's They've all taken the uh, clothing tips from Boris. They <laughs> have, I know. Minimum. Very, very sexy ladies. Very, very sexy ladies. Um, Boris she's... Johnson dresses like this. <laughs> <laughs> I really do want to see the pictures of that party coming. No. Out. That's how he's got so many children. <laughs> Dressing like an arc sorceress will do that. But she is known to be one of the most powerful sorcerers in the realm. You've got Vix, the master assassin. Um, She has been trained for a long age. I think that's amazing. She's gorgeous, isn't it? Is that because you're a huge fan of the Russian standout movie, Guardians? I haven't seen that yet. (gasps) Oh my God. It's it's like X-Men meets uh weapon x meets the avengers oh wow okay fair enough Uh, it's it's got a hang on a minute hold the phone we'll just have to please continue yeah please do we have a speedster like the flash who carries those two massive moon blades that form a perfect circle uh, and he just whizzes through people like a ninja there is a werebear who can convert not all of he doesn't have to totally transform into a bear so sometimes he just transforms the upper half of himself <laughs> into a werebear at which point he has a massive gatling gun that he carries because obviously the gatling gun is the battery on the back werebears don't care and then there's a, a magneto looking character who can do that but with rocks so he's like picks rocks up and then forms oh, rocky great. whips and stuff i it's, feel like i need to see this oh, <laughs> it was on amazon i don't know if it still is i will say the dubbing isn't great um, because I think they ran the script through Google Translate. No, I yeah. translate <laughs> literally from me to you. Yeah. Uh, so don't be expecting high art here. Uh, <laughs> but if you do want to see a werebear carrying a Gatling gun, then that's the film for you. Yeah. And obviously, speech to ninja with those swords. Mm-hmm. She's gorgeous, though. Vix. Vix is absolutely stunning. But if you did want one androgynous male. Mm-hmm. As a dark elf, there is one in this release um, with Yarkil Drith. Uh, he's house captain. He's viciously skilled warrior, and he can schmooze his way through the battlefield with both his high charisma and skill. But if you did want some extra units as well, there's mm-hmm. some Hellions available too on the website on the Raging Heroes website. I didn't add it in the article. Um, mm-hmm. So you get five units within the box. So it's a defense line that's going to be waiting overhead. But if you did want more than one of the minis as well. There's some serious packs available too. Mm-hmm. So you can get the Queen's Courtier box containing uh, Queen Malferia, the new Lady Dacris, Darkris, Dacris, Sankuri, Crash, and Vix. You can get the Commander's Assault pack. So it's got three different variations of purchase if you do want to get mm-hmm. into it. So it's got three different bundles that are tailored to you. And you've got the Neil Before the Queen pack um, <laughs> with Yarkil, 
mix hellions and some customization if you do want to add it to your basket so they are really cool they're perfect for bolstering up eldor armies absolutely perfect so if they're tickling your fancy do head over to raging heroes because there are a ton of special discounts as well on the new release uh bigger the bundle bigger the discount so if you do like the ideas of them do make sure you buy the naga yeah. naga are really nice i was just looking mm. at those what's quite good about a lot of this stuff as well is that you'll find that raging heroes have, as you're saying free have come back and revisited some of the older models yeah so they tend to look back at stuff that they've done maybe two, three years ago, and then they sort of, as you say, upscale things and change proportions, mainly so it will match in with a lot of the sort of mm-hmm. games like Age of Sigma and that kind of thing. But it means that they will work really nicely as sort of like slip-ins for anyone building an army of Marathi's finest or something. Absolutely. So, yeah, very cool. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's what I would do if I was building them. Because <laughs> why not? Yeah. I mean, they're very weppy, the weppies. Mm. Uh, staying with fantasy but uh, moving to something a little bit different. If you want some fun, you should have Undead. And <laughs> they're adding them to uh, the world of yay, aye, <laughs> however it's pronounced. It's just a collection of vowels. Uh, but it's, par- me, <laughs> it's, it's Parabellum for Conquest. Yeah. Um, yeah. They are the Old Dominion. And they did a bit of a preview show um, to round out the year and showed off a few of these things. So as far as we know, or what we know so far, is that they're coming out from February and running through to about May, uh, assuming releases are still on schedule. Who knows what we'll be like, you know, maybe people will have stolen all the containers again. Um, And it's starting off with things like the jewel kits, the characters, and the bone golems. Interesting faction, as far as undead go. They're, so like undead Roman, is it? Is that the kind of vibe? That's that's the vibe. There's another mm-hmm. set which aren't shown here. I might be able to find them in that video if I can remember roughly when it was. But essentially, you've got um, three sub factions within the, the the force of the army. Right. You've got the Dark Creed, which were like priests, mm-hmm. um, which are these: so the Keras and the Morai. Um, who kind of step into the dark flame and uh, sacrifice themselves, self-immolate at the end of their lives if they don't think they're going to achieve immortality properly. Wow. Uh, and they come back to these sort of wraith white type things oh, with hey. not all of their their sanity still intact. Um, there's the legionnaire itself, which is the very heavily Romanized. Um, oh. Then you also have the fallen pantheons who they're, they're literally their gods and sort of heavenly host didn't quite survive and and fell to the world of Yay! um <laughs> i'm pretty sure that is the name of the world stop it some good things about this though is those old dominion are going to be fairly consistently plastic very cool. Uh, the golems were going to be resin but they've decided to do those as hard plastic the wow. characters are hard plastic Oh. Well, I guess uh, I guess they managed, they managed to do the, the, the dinosaur, didn't they? Yes. In yes, plastic, they so they yeah, now yeah, know yeah. how to do big kits in this style. So, mm. so. might they, be seeing more and more. Yeah, but the change of the change of characters from um, resins to plastic. That Stratagos is, I think, a early alternate sculpt. He will be resin. There will be a standard plastic Stratagos right. afterwards. Ah. But in the same way they did with the Wadrun and had the Scion with the alternate pose. Mm-hmm. Same sort of thing. If you pre-order, you'll be able to get him 
although pre-orders aren't open yet. Uh, I will see if I can find the Legionnaires because that was quite good. If I chucked to there, oh man, spot on. Stop, you got that straight away. That's amazing. That is 16 minutes in. Um, okay, so you can see the Legionnaires is another jewel kit like the Dark Creed priesthood. Uh, you'll be able to have your Praetorians with a sort of board or with uh, some form of spear, or they could be slightly ranged like the Javelin men are for the Wadrun because they are Pila after all. And you can see the Old Dominion Kiliarch mm. uh, as well. So different style of army. Um, it's it's not a horde army either which you generally tend to see with undead but at the same time it's not super elite they've got a weird resource mechanic built in for the old dominion where as they die or as figures are killed the energy from their sort of soul escaping is redistributed so you get oh, the tokens okay. that you can then pay out into the the various sort of you know old dominion or um fallen pantheon dark creator legion and that means the surviving ones get better and remember more of their past life. It's it's like yeah. it's like when they're all there as a mass, they're kind of like a, an amorphous blob. But as less of them remain, they have more power brought into them. That's and cool. Remember more and become That's more really effective. So, interesting because conquest is already a resourcey, planny type game where you have the the card deck where your like my my dream cards are here, where you choose the order of activation at the start of a turn so you know i want these to activate first because they have to do something and then hope that your opponent isn't going to interrupt your plans so you've already got that mechanic uh, to a certain extent in some places the old dominion then adds another play style on top of that so the armies all play very individually which is, mm -hmm. is fascinating um especially with the the changes have made to the rules there'll be more of that uh i want to say february we're going to do the Path of Conquest for the Wadron, um from January. And then at the end, there's some videos with myself and Leo talking about the previous armies. But essentially, all the armies will have kind of multiple sub-faction-y ways to construct them nice. uh, to a greater or lesser That's extent. But yeah. So yeah. fascinating to see what else they do. Mm -hmm. uh, I think... I think 2022 is mostly going to be Old Dominion, and then there's some other big things. In fact, if you watch that video, and if you're interested in the Path of Conquest, you should watch that video. Uh, there's a massive dinosaur-like monster with two massive cannons strapped to it. Oh. Wag home. Um, yeah, there's, there's something for a whole bunch of the different factions. Yeah. Uh, even if it's just a couple of individual character releases, they've got some little things yeah, planned for everyone. Be oh, that's bots. nice. Uh, yeah. They've also said that everything now has been everything they had planned with it has been released with the exception of the the crimson oh, i can't remember who they are it's a, a hundred kingdoms night faction and that had all been sort of tooled and, and sculpted in the old style before the the nords then came out and then the wadrun is the the way they're going to be going forward so the earlier kits um, people had issues with them. I certainly had issues with the sprue gates on the old kits. They were like the size of tree trunks. But the new stuff, everything from this point on is all sculpted and tooled in the new style. Um, the wide so are amazing. So, yeah. That's, hopefully, it'll be a lot easier yeah. for people to get into it. And we'll see a lot more of these interesting, especially as they push more stuff to plastics as well. Very it'll, nice. It'll yeah. really develop and, and expand it. So, I want to see where Ooh. they go next. Uh, I also need to paint the wadroon. <laughs> Merry Christmas to me. <laughs> but um, next up, 
we have some more historical. Ooh. Ooh, ooh indeed. Uh, interesting thing about this is not necessarily new kits, um, but new starter armies. So uh, existing kits have been repackaged by Warlord Games for Zulu and the Zulu Wars. And they've gone up for pre-order. So there's a British starter army and a Zulu starter army. Mm -hmm. um, nice. Both of which come with a substantial amount of troops. Obviously, you can use it for Black Powder, uh, the Anglo-Zulu War. I have that book somewhere. It's got quite nice information in it. Um, if you want to play out your sort of invasion of Zululand, you can do this thing. If you want to play out maybe a more small-scale skirmish, defending a drift, a mission station, you can do that as well. The British box set comes with uh, 60 British and a set of 20 uh, Natal native contingent, um, which means you can, you know, have your native bearers. You also get a model. So Major Henry Spaulding is available there. For people who are unaware, Major Spaulding, he didn't leave the drift. I will say that. Not there. <laughs> he wasn't there. You know that great bit in the in the film where Chard and Bromhead go, "What's the date of your commission?" Oh, it's seventeen ninety two February. Well, I can't remember the dates, but anyway, one of them says February, and one of them says April. And it's like, oh, I'm in charge. No, <laughs> Spalding left and went. You're in charge. Chard knew he was in charge. There was no argument over that. So you're senior. You're in charge. I'll be back. Uh, he went to look for a missing relief column that should have been coming up. Uh, and that was a long time before they knew Chelmsford had wandered into the middle of a, a bloody battle at Isantuana. So, yeah, uh, nice to see him there. Different, Ooh. certainly. He did go on uh, and kicked around for some time uh, during the Zulu War, but it wasn't like he wandered off and then was sent home in disgrace. So don't worry about it. You can get your major Henry Spaulding or just another British officer. If needs be, um, just apart paint from, his hair differently. Yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, just paint, paint the facings differently. Get rid of those green facings and change that, and it can be for another, <laughs> another unit. Uh, also, Zulu starter army, and mm -hmm. this one contains very nice forty married, forty unmarried. As Warren is always asking, <laughs> <laughs> where where are the are the unmarried there? <laughs> well, those ones are unmarried. Yeah. Uh, you can tell that by all the beautiful plumage. They're like the Norwegian blue, but in Zululand, <laughs> uh, these are the married at the back. Uh, but yeah, so you get 40 of each type. Nice. And then you also get uh, double as a money, something like that. It's Ketchway. Double a manzi Sure. Campande? It's Ketchway as. Um, brother, essentially. So nice. when uh, the Zulu king, Kechweo, decided to defend his land, this guy was in charge. He was in charge of the reserve, and it's the reserve that attacked Brooks Drift. Um, I think the miniature so, for him is amazing. So really it's nice miniature. The detail yes. in that, in that yeah. face is fantastic. Yeah. He's also doing that bit that is from the film where he's doing the spear signal mm. for the units to attack. Uh, which is nice because then you can replay your raw strift. You just have your uh, prints appear on the hill at some point and start counting the guns. And the anniversary of it's not too far away. There so. you go. Correct. Uh, four weeks. In <laughs> yeah. fact, 22nd, 23rd of January. 
1879. So two new boxes uh, for people who are possibly interested in getting into some uh, British colonial warfare in Zululand, uh, or potentially mm-hmm. after the Zulu Wars, uh, if you fancy using the Zulus and British on the uh, uh, something else, same yeah. side, <laughs> because the uh, Zulu factions kind of kicked off, and then they were supported by the Boer as well. So there were ongoing fights in Zululand afterwards. Never really settled down particularly well. Um, after well, we went British somewhere, invasion. and the war didn't the war didn't yeah. settle down. What yeah, who yeah. would have thought it? We, we arrived. <laughs> Attack the savages, <laughs> and then for some reason the savages didn't knuckle down, and everything mm. went terribly wrong. Yeah. Oh, no. What a shame! Never mind. Carry on. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> Pe- 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 every, every war. Of war. Every war. <laughs> All of the wars, Sean. I'll, I'll Murray put that out best when he goes name a country, and I'll tell you when we beat them. <laughs> it's, it's well worth watching that. Yeah. So. Uh, moving away from destruction and into building. We are going from into the past, or I suppose to mm. into the future. Although, so the doors of Area 51 have opened. So players can get their hands on a paranormal spacecraft and shape a cube with great in the games. So Ooh. in a new board game called Area 51, the cube. So as you all know, you need to have top level clearance to be visiting and working in Area 51. So working as specialists, Two to four players are going to collaborate on tweaking a ship with the hopes of engaging in new technology. So, although the game is competitive in some senses, there needs to be a winner. So, each player is going to take the role of a departmental head, gaining control over the future of the product. So, players must reconfigure the tiles, manipulate the machine in their own way to grasp complete control over the ship. So whoever controls the cube will be crowned the winner and promoted by the end of the game to captain in their successes. So hopefully with news to go and fly out and use the ship. So the game can take about roughly 45 minutes to play through, but uh, it's ready for release very, very soon at the start of 22 on January the 27th. So it looks like a lot of uh, fun to play through. It's not too heavy, not too, and as I said, it's two to four players, so mm. you can get quite a few around the table playing as well. But I do like the idea that it's not so stabby stabby all the time. You are collaborative with working together <laughs> to build together to eventually still on say that. <laughs> see, especially this picture where it's in that sort of hangar. Yeah. There was a film came out called Cube. It may even have been one of many, uh, and and every sort of section within the cube was a terrible, deadly puzzle that the people had to try and escape out of. And when they finally got out, they were in a big hangar like that. Oh, and it was all very white, pristine. Well, the aliens and, and planned it, all along. And it was more <laughs> creepy. So I'm just saying, you know, I I really like the art style to this. I think the art style, the art style is really nice, and the way that that board is well, the board is laid out in that kind of semi sort of three D, three D, but not. It's freaking with me. It's messing with my head, man. Is it going round corners? Is it not? Who knows? It looks really cool. I really like the idea. I like the 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 sort of mechanics of that kind of playing around with the tiles Mm. and you know organizing in certain ways to get the best advantage out of them. I think that's really neat. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it'll be. Be fun to see how this one actually plays. Looks sure. really fun. Yeah. Hopefully, want to check that out at some events next year. Mm. Fantastic. Mm. What is our last bit of news for this week? Slash 
this year. So the last bit of news is something that made everyone very sad, really, towards the end of last year, I guess. Oh, Oh, yeah, I guess. Uh, And that is that Warhammer Quest Cursed City, yes, I'm talking about it now, (laughs) is returning to the tabletop in 2022. So Games Workshop have finally sorted out all of their, no doubt, annoying (laughs) shipping things, (laughs) shipping problems, maybe to do with cardboard, perhaps, coming all the way from the other side of the world. And uh, are going to be re-releasing uh, the Cursed City in 2022 uh, for everyone to get their hands on. So if you missed out the first time, have no fear. You can get your own copy and have fun with it and dive into uh, a game of hunting down Radicari's minions throughout mm-hmm. the streets of Ulfcom. I have played it a grand total of three times <laughs> since Be I got it, nice. so, which is better than I thought. Hurrah! <laughs> Uh, and I generally really enjoyed it. Uh, I think if, if you like sort of like dungeon crawly style things and you like the slightly more sort of open nature of things, mm-hmm. you, not so granular to, uh, side of things from the, the games I put forth in their board games, and I think you'll really enjoy this. If you liked Blackstone Fortress, for example, I think you're probably quite fine as well. So this, is, this is just a straight reprint. Yes. Not, not anything yeah. special or clever. So, you. Yeah, so just to calm everybody's nerves, because people got very... <laughs> excited i'll say on social media mm. when they said there is expansion content coming they didn't mean it's coming in the main game nah. they mean they're going to re-release curse city so don't worry if you right. bought it the first time like me you still have the same game <laughs> they are then going to create expansion packs for it like they did with blackstone fortress for you to go and pick up uh, i would imagine this is probably going to go under their their sort of we will make as many as you order things hopefully now, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but then we'll see how, what happens with the expansions in the future. I would imagine that a, a fair few characters that we saw pop up as part of the Soulblight Gravelords hmm. might end up getting put into this as expansion characters. It's true. Like, they for example, a lot of vampires and stuff. Yeah, a lot of vampires. They had Radukar, the sort of like big beast version of him hmm. uh, that I'm uh, I'm sure is going to show up in some form as well. Maybe we'll even see the Vendents in there as well, which are the vampire hunters they released yeah. shortly after that. Because they daughter. seem like, yeah, yeah, they seem like they are primed to be characters to include in the, the Curse City. Mm. Yeah, when, when you put it like that, it does seem like they were sitting on the scopes. It was like, oh. We need to do something else with these yeah, now. <laughs> we can't do anything. We can't get the yeah. expansions out. We can't keep the core game on the shelf. So we better do that. If it is like Blackstone though, I do remember the expansions, while they didn't say the expansions were limited, they really were. They, they were had very hard to get life. held off. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah. when uh, they do start yeah. appearing, if you do already have the game, you should probably look at getting those sooner rather than later. Especially if, like me, you've played it at least three times. Three times. Oh, yeah. That well, must mean you like it, right? So. You did a fair bit of painting on that, didn't you, Ben? I did. I there you go. I the entire box. So I needed to at least play it a couple of times. If it makes you feel any better, you're coming very close to having played Curse City as many times as I've played Rook's Drift. Because <laughs> I've managed four times. Well, there we go. So, yeah. And again, you know. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, some, some fun stuff there from Games Workshop. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, well, I say fun. Depends on your definition of it, I guess. But <laughs> some, some neat stuff there from uh, Games Workshop for 2022. If you missed out on it the first time, do not worry. It will be back. Oh, so, mm-hmm. And we shall be back with some 3D printing and Kickstarters right after this break. Oh 
Okay, we're back. And this week, Free, you've picked our 3D print. I have. It's almost oh, like someone has got themselves a 3D printer. It's almost as <laughs> if I've and now they're on, the, they're, on the, yeah. they're on the bandwagon. Yeah. It's someone almost as if. Listen to my advice. No. <laughs> listen to my advice at all and say, no, don't do that yet. No, don't do it. Yeah, you have. It's all right. Yeah, well, it's almost as if I've been spending time on my mini factory to look for stuff to 3D print for myself, you know. Um, but I have come across loads, loads and loads and loads of stores, which I can't seem to pull myself off of. Um, and one in particular that I found was a crippled god foundry. His foundries. Um, and cool name as well. <laughs> Crippled God Foundry. And they have got some really, really cool stuff. So not only are they on my mini factory, they are on, well, they've got the, they've got something up on Tribes at the minute and they are on Patreon as well. And there is a wealth of good stuff mm. within the store. So whether you're looking for uh, a nice set of uh, miniatures that's kind of inspired by the Witcher, there's loads of Witcher monsters there, loads of kind of a vampire hunter equivalent, terrain, there are loads. So, yeah, let's have a look. What are the standout or what were what ones drew you into this? Oh, well, the thing is, is I started looking. I, I, it was the Witcher mini- miniatures because I had a particular lesson there <laughs> that I actually preferred the style of. Um, but they're just fascinating. I haven't in particular seen stuff like this. It's all very quite Sharon. dark. And Sharon. Oh, classic Sharon. But there's uh, the terrain specifically and the really mm-hmm. and the vampire hunters uh, were what draw me towards the campaign. Um, but there's loads of bits of scatter. And I think a lot of this stuff would fit perfectly in some kind of Witcher universe. Uh, but that uh, went to go is beautiful. Mm. Well, they're stunning. But there's uh, lessons and witch hunters and many a different cute and cuddly thing as well as dark and gritty. I want to see the lesson because of, you know, Witcher season two mm. is a lesson and it's like, oh, I need to check that out. <laughs> but they really, nice. really, it does really look straight from Witcher, doesn't it, at the moment? Mm. And given there, uh, as you said, season Hence two. Hence the Witcher. name Monster, Monster Hunters. Uh, yeah, Monster Hunters, so. not yeah. in a similar font to The Witcher at all. <laughs> Certainly nothing to do with the franchise. Um, but the armor, the weapons specifically, uh, they were really unique. Um, What's and a Leshen and where will I find one? Leshen, it should have been on the first page. but Could be. I, w- I could be looking right at it and I wouldn't know what it is. But Probably I on page two at this point. Might be. That's, that's all the Necronomicon. Unless it's stuff, gone. So. Okay. But, so. but there, there's your hag, your... There you go. Are Where you, is the lesson? Your griffin. There's your griffin. Are you a lesson? It's around yeah. somewhere, Jerry. <laughs> I, I honestly, there I, is a lesson. I don't know what you're talking about. I watched you know 10 minutes of the Witcher TV show and turned it off because it was hot garbage. Well, the, the games okay. are better. The books are great. The, uh, but these are books. all... Griffin. Um, there is a lesson in here somewhere. I have seen a lesson. <laughs> I have that maybe, or maybe, maybe we'll stumble on the lesson. We will but... probably find the way. Yeah, there's our then. That's not a no, they're not. That's checking. a general werewolf from uh, the Witcher okay. But yeah, take a look through, see if there's anything, and I'm sure we will stumble across the lesson if it is around. But the the um, I loved the terrain specifically, the scatter and the, the little houses. So I've been looking, as I said, um, I've been looking at a moonstone. Board, uh, gaming table at the moment, diorama equivalent, and 
as you know, whimsy, dark and gritty, they mm. fit in perfectly. So there was really nice stuff in here, loads of little, uh, I'm going to be looking at doing kind of a swamp equivalent uh, on my table. So this stuff really did stand out for me because it just fits perfectly in a beaten up old swamp. But so you can uh, see some of the, you see some of the characters from Moonstone coming out of a mm. swampy location like that, which is mm. what, because that's what you're aiming for with the board, isn't it? Kind of yes. Moonstone stuff. So yes, so, yeah, definitely. So it's um it's this this shop was just Ooh. gorgeous to explore. It really, really was. Wow. Not only do you have fantasy, <laughs> there's loads of different campaigns that running. I love, I love how a lot of the 3D printing guys are are advertising their stuff now. They're like adding light effects and color and stuff to it. I, I think Raging Heroes is the first one I'd seen when they were doing their 3D renders and mm. texturing them and stuff. And like I love seeing this stuff because it gives you that sense of what you can do with it or what kind of aspirational like. isn't it yeah mm-hmm. it's aspirational without giving you a paint job by angle Heraldes. <laughs> <laughs> there is that yeah that's really cool i like that mm-hmm. is this a lesson oh, it's not a lesson that's a dragon <laughs> should it be better this small is... does lessons have wings this is this is going to be the point where we don't find the, the lesson this is where the lesson I, i've is never gone. even heard of one You've so never I'm, heard of a lesson. It's a tree person. It's like of. a... All right, it's an ant. Is that what we're looking for? No, it's the equivalent. Of, it looks like the Wendigo, really, that we saw in oh, the right, beginning. Okay. Um, but there's horns and they're huge and lanky equivalent. That That's that reminds me of the villain from, was it the Dunstans and Dragons TV show? Mm-hmm. The, like the kids show? Kind of reminds me of that guy, the, the guy in the back there. Venger. Yes. <laughs> Although he had the horse, didn't he? Was he had a black, horse. Black winged horse. Yeah. Uh, but he did have a single uh, horn on his helmet. Mm-hmm. A symmetrical horn. I love that. That's, That's really nice. cool. That's gorgeous. Yeah. It says that a lot of all this stuff comes pre-supported, I think, doesn't it, with a lot of this? Is it? Yep, there's quite a lot of it's pre-supported, as well as that, is if you're not particularly, um, if you do like the look of a lot of these as well, uh, there is a store um, for Cripple Cobb Foundry as mm. well online, so you don't need to 3D print them, even though they do have access to them. You can head over onto their store and get them sent over to yourself. I know it's not the whole selection, but there is a quite a lot if you do not have access to a 3D lesson? printer not lesson sadly no no lesson look at the shop you need to you need to brush up on the scandinavian folklore jerry and go find out what a lesson is because we're clearly not going to find one i've, I've, I've witnessed <laughs> dreams of a lesson but it was probably the wendigo it, that looks like it? a lesson where it's being that's that's cool. it's knocking over the top of the uh the that's terrace. very nice was it the pirate ship you were looking at Job, yeah, I seen the, I seen the pirate ship and I was like, oh, <gasps> yeah, look at that bottom left, big haunted galleon. Oh, that's gorgeous! Wow, <laughs> everything is a legend. Yes. that's cool. I like that. Oh. The big mouth at the front. That's beautiful. Yeah. Ruan dead army. Stop the flying Dutchman from the Caribbean. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> totally not, not the not the flying Dutchman. <laughs> It's got mouths everywhere. It's got mouths, yeah. Yeah. That's not going to be seaworthy, surely. How how else does your ship drink, Jerry? (laughs) (laughs) Don't drink seawater. Got to stay hydrated. End up. That's really nice. I like that. It's very, very cool. Would you do rigging on that one, Jerry? No. No No. rigging on it. No no ships need rigging. Passion? (laughs) <laughs> no lesson. I'm afraid there's a no. We'll be lashing you to the uh, 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 to the I yard arm and. Oh, crack is oh, nice. No. Mm. 
The Kraken's beautiful. It's an unusual like maw on it as well. That is very unique. That's almost, almost like, like a, a Venus flight. Track. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. That's nice. Like yeah. But if you do download them, um, if you do not want them supported, I do know that they do most of them or all of them supported, and some of them unsupported as well. I do know that you have your options. Mm-hmm. Um, look, it, so it looks like that. Uh, I would assume this is the case anyway. A lot of their stuff is collected into these bundles that they've done previously on Patreon and that kind of thing, and then ports over to the My Mini Factory. So, yeah. so you, if you miss out on something on Patreon, then the likelihood that you're about to pick something up later on down the line in this fashion, if you want to do, which is quite nice. Um, but you also see, and it's a nice thing that I think we've looked at when we've seen basically any of the 3D printing stuff we looked at this year. Whenever you see companies like this who've been doing it for a little while, you mm. see the progression in their sculpting style. Sure. So you can see that while these aren't necessarily bad by any stretch of the imagination, these compared to some of the more modern stuff that's been sculpted, I think you can see there's a big, there's a progression uh, towards a lot more detail and stuff as people have become more sort of in tune with how they want to do things in their particular style and sort of getting used to the mechanics of the the programs they're using and that kind of stuff as well. But like everyone cool. needs a mammoth. Everyone needs so, a mammoth. I, like the, really mammoth. I love that this range is called Road of Madness and it just makes me feel like it's Mad Max fantasy <laughs> ancients. You know? That would be cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what a lovely morn. <laughs> <laughs> this is the... Um... The website there. Yes, you can head over to the website. They've got loads of different stuff on the website. So as well as the miniatures, you can get hold of your terrain and uh, different bits of scatter as well. So um, really, 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 really interesting to see someone who's over on a 3D printing offer them elsewhere uh, for people that can't get hold of it as well. So there is a bit of it. Just brings us back to there. But what's the resin do? Are we limited in resins? Ooh. Ah, you're the monsters. That's nice. Oh, eight pages. (laughs) (laughs) Jerry's now going to buy (laughs) these. Like, what do we have a look? You know, those those undead that Jerry was talking about building. Gorgeous. That's really nice. Yeah, that's lovely. That would be ideal for a game like Silver Bayonet. It would. That would be ideal for a game like Silver Bayonet. You're up here to have stepped into my garden, Selkirk. <laughs> oh, good old Count Orlock, everybody's <laughs> favourite Count. I love this guy. He's cool. Ambrosio Anacleto, mm. the legendary swashbuckler. Your heart will stop either by his gorgeous looks or <laughs> excellent swordplay. Stunning. <laughs> He's very good. He's still my beating heart. That can be arranged. Just a big top hat away from being Solomon Cain. Yes, I yes. think so. Yeah. Very close. If you painted him, painted him up all grim, then he'd look exactly like Solomon Cain from the beginning of the movie. So Yeah, yeah, because he's got the... Covered uh, in blood and sweat. And got stuff. the little yeah. evil moustache. That's mm-hmm. how you knew yeah. he was evil. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. All about the facial hair. And her but, ever-living sorceress. I like that. Oh, She's floaty. Hmm. Floaty. Very, very cool. Cool. Ever living. <laughs> no lesson. Shame. Shame. Anyway. You know, yeah. I, I really want this to become a meme of <laughs> just different images and lesson. then Jerry going, lesson? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what it will become. Every time we go on to 3D printer now, they got a lesson. 
it's it's what everybody's asking these days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that ambiguous. But their no. Wendigo did oh. look very much like a legend, so it's probably the Wendigo. Yeah. Yeah, oh, they're it's, very it's nice. Adopted bases as well, I think, isn't it? As well, yeah, looks uh, like, customer yeah. bases. Yeah. yeah, they do terrain tiles as well. Mm-hmm. For your dungeon delving, there is indeed. Mm. Which is handy if you don't have a three D printer, you can just yeah. buy it all. Buy These are priced as well, actually. They are. Yeah, especially if you're after just a big chunky mm. set of them. I would like everything at once, please. <laughs> <laughs> Give me them all. Bases. Do they do, do outdoors bases? ones as well? Ooh. Ooh. Rounds. Where are your square bases? You <gasps> failed me. Oh, no, nope. There are squares on the bases. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just buy the uh, cavern terrain tiles and, and cut use them those. down. Like Dungeon yeah. Saga. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Makes sense. So yeah. Crippled God Foundry then. Very cool. Uh, crippledgodfoundry.com and also then uh, my mini factory patreon slash crippledgodfoundry question mark lesson question mark lesson hashtag where is the lesson right time to round out the show with a couple of kickstarters ben Mm. and i see we've got two that have substantial amount of time left to run on them which is handy if people Mm. get money for christmas Exactly. So uh, if you wanted to dive into something a little bit historical, mm-hmm. then we are exploring something, sort of expanding on what Piano War Games did the first time around. Mm-hmm. So the army of Württemberg is returning to the tabletop. I'm not sure how, how that's the right way to say it, but that's the way I'm deciding yeah, to say no, it. <laughs> Württemberg. Uh, uh, so this is the Price of Crowns Part 2, Electric yeah. Boogaloo, where we are seeing... Uh, piano war games expanding on what they've done previously by um, adding in artillery and cavalry support for the Württemberg army to use in your Napoleonic-esque games on the tabletop. Um, this is all sort of based around the idea of the force that, to be honest, I didn't know much about, and uh, I believe Lucas was like researching this when he first set up the first one. Mm-hmm. And was like, these guys need an army. Uh, but this is based around a 14,000-odd strong army that, that marched off into Russia. And as is the case when anyone marches into Russia, it didn't go well. Yeah. Um, 400-odd of them came back. Down. So, <laughs> so yes, uh, this is an army that um, met a tragic end, but perhaps you can tell a little bit of a different story by adding these into the mix. And uh, as I say, uh, Lucas has been able to sort of like Come at this from the the, uh, the viewpoint of I will make everything that you could ever need for playing this army, uh, and then you could even p- potentially even use these beyond that doomed campaign in other battles as well. Because yeah. Napoleon himself did comment on the uh, ferocity of the cavalry from the Württembergians. That's what I'm going to say. They're called uh, <laughs> on the battlefield. Um, so yeah, they were part of the Confederation of the Rhine. There we go. Any, any there we go. <laughs> Rather than just Württembergians, though. Yeah. Um, so yes, um, this is a Kickstarter that is based around two different sort of methods of delivery. So you can pick up the miniatures physically, as you can see here. Uh, these are all sort of um, uh, sort of first test. Yeah, these are things like these from his home printer. Yeah, so there may be a couple of things where you see lines and stepping, for example, on these miniatures, but mm-hmm. that's uh, just show off how they look when they're painted. Because when you actually do buy these, they're going to be available in white metal, which is oh, lovely, nice. lovely. Um, you can then also pledge 
for a digital option as well. Mm-hmm. So if you want to print these off, you can do that at the same time. So a little bit of a continuation of our 3D printing is the shiz there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can get these on your 3D printer and, uh, and, and and print off as many as you like to your heart's content. And it's not just the files for the cavalry and the artillery. I believe they're also going to be looking to do stuff for some of the existing uh, miniatures as well. And this was this was really neat too. So they've made the scale, so made the miniatures so they can be printed at different scales. Yeah. Um, so obviously you will lose a little bit of detail uh, going high and low effectively. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you wanted to use them in 15 mil or 20 mil, then you've got that option as well, which I think is a really nice thing, especially with there being a lot more sort of uh, 15, 20 mil style yeah. games people that are, people are playing right now. It's not all just stuck in sort of like black powder or whatever at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people are really expanding things there. Um, so if you want to dive in and play something that actually has the, the grand scale of a Napoleonic battle, oh, yeah. uh, then you could de- oh, uh, at least on a condensed tabletop anyway, <laughs> not one that's going to take over your entire gaming hall. Um, then it's you could, the issue, really. You, could, you can you can definitely do that and have fun with it. Um, but yeah, really stunning sculpts once again. Um, the, the thing that I really appreciated was the fact that everything had kind of been painted up for this. So yeah. clearly this is a, very much a labor of love for piano. Um, yeah. That has really sort of like come to fruition. And with them kind of, I guess, maybe capping things off with the Prince of Crowns 2, the price mm. of Crowns 2, sorry. <laughs> uh, I, it'll be really interesting to see what they do next because clearly uh, Lucas has some skill uh, in, the, in the sculpting and uh, yeah. I'd love to see some more stuff. Not necessarily just for Napoleonics. Maybe there's another passion project that takes his fancy and wants to go and have fun with that. So so. They are gorgeous. They are. I really like those. Weirdly, I've been looking at Et Sans Resultat recently for Napoleonic Warfare and Blucher again. So, hmm. Very nice. Stretch goals too, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's some really nice things. Where else are we going with the stretch goals? Uh, Painting guides unlocked. Nice. For infantry, cavalry, and guards. Brilliant. So hammering along quite happily. Mm-hmm. Oh, and there's a that's a good shot there, showing his 28 yeah. mil printed beside Perry's metal and plastic. That's right. Scaling is an issue sometimes. Vitrix horses. I'm looking at you. The figures are fine. <laughs> the Vitrix horses are massive. Mm. Uh, like horses jungle from from, from Spain. <laughs> mm. Uh, but yeah, really yeah. nice stuff. That was a stunning Very section. Well. And his first Kickstarter was only earlier this year. I think it kind of blew yeah. up. It was it was yeah. remarkably um, well received, especially because it's doing another one of those smaller nations. I mean, most people think Napoleonic War, and whenever they think of the sort of the split of nationalities, they think, "Well, oh, Germans were against Napoleon." You know, Germany hadn't been. Um, unified at that stage, so various oh, people were in various places. Hence the the Württemberg. Um, confederation marching with Napoleon uh, into Russia and yeah beautiful beautiful work mm-hmm. there is 16 days left is that right 16 days when you're seeing this yeah you've got plenty of time to get the money out of those Christmas cards and into your bank <laughs> and on to Kickstarter people still do that right that's how, uh... I, that's how I deal with it so our next Kickstarter. So the world Gloom of Kilwolf is already huge. So currently it spans across two different games and it's based on fantasy questing. So players must utilize cards and twists and turns throughout a quest, throughout a journey. So by that, they're facing the wrath of the 
ancient in a tactical power struggle. So the third instalment is on Kickstarter now and it's got a lovely 14 days and it's called The Call of Killforth. Um, and it was funded in the first 10 minutes of it being live. So don't you guys worry, it's already funded. It's already done. So the Very use successful. of cards. Yeah, <laughs> the use of cards for me look a little deceiving because when I think of a, a questing journey adventure game, I don't necessarily think of cards. I usually think of cards in combat. But uh, players are going to utilise their wealth of heroes that they get um, and journey off into a new adventure. So you're going to quest off for some loot, rake in rewards of being an established hero in kind of like an RPG and dice rolling combo. So there are dangers on the road throughout the whole story. So you're going to have to venture out into the open world for some combat as well. So as well as that, you're going to have to keep an eye on the time of day factoring in on the journey each location gets affected no matter where you go in the open world so you're going to uncover new encounters no matter where you go friendly uh, npcs and not so friendly npcs um and along with a chance to harness uh, upgrading abilities for your character so the premise of the whole game you've got 25 days to stop the end of the world approaching by the hands of the ancient so you gotta work hard to try and gather enough power to approach the incoming threat before it is too late so the campaign is absolutely huge as you can see the kickstarter campaign is huge try not to get too overwhelmed when you're having a look at it there are several different pledges that you can tap into as well so you can just get a hold of the new expansion video 22 quid um or you can get absolutely everything which is the brand new miniatures there expansions previous games in the franchise a whole new cohort of content included like kickstarter exclusive playmats and accessories wooden tokens hooray um including uh, everything uh so the game is set to be released in january 2023 when they're looking at a um fulfilling them and there is only english language versions available at the moment in the works so when i do say that the universe is huge and rich i am not lying there is already more in the works uh, upcoming as well so it is still still growing so it's got 14 days is it 14 days left on the clock or is it 14 days left from when, when you're seeing this year so. 14 days left on the clock so there's loads of different pledges that you can tap into depending on what you want to pick um as i said if you are part of the universe already you can pick whether you just want a particular expansion and stuff like that depends where you want to dip into on the pledges but it's all looking to be fulfilled in january 2023 so really huge campaign and nice to see an established world but, growing even further yeah. I think I think is, uh, was the the major selling point of this when people first saw it was that it kind of allowed you to do something that was akin to a role playing game mm-hmm. and akin to an adventure board game, but without the board yeah, <laughs> and that's... being something that was so entirely linked towards it, just being a a role playing thing with a, a, a specific group of friends mm-hmm. because you can just all dive in and make your heroes and then you just lay out all the cards in front of you and develop it from that point mm-hmm. i think it kind of gives it a little bit of a like snappy nature to it i think so you can sort of like set it up give it a go dive in have fun with it and then tell a new story the next time yep. and because of the fact that you've got so many cards in the game Every time you're setting up the board, it's all going to always come up the board. It's always going to be very different. Hmm. Uh, and you're going to be able to dive in and have a lot of fun with it, sort of telling different stories with well, with particular characters and changing things around and the different skills you take and all that kind of thing. So, so yeah, very cool idea. Very yeah. cool idea. It's interesting. It's also 
it can be played just as a standalone. You don't need yeah. it's not an expansion. Don't need blue man shadows. You don't need the other ones. You can just yeah. pick this up. But they're all compatible, so presumably then you can change how things um, play out when you're playing, or yeah, exactly. expand or shrink it depending on the amount of time you have to play. Yes. No Quite stretch goals for this to... one. No stretch goals on this one. They know what they want to make, and they're going to make it. And um, and that's going to happen. Solo friendly as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes, th- one to four players. So I think a lot more campaigns should be doing that. Going well, this is what we need to make. And and not have I th- you often often get a false sense of value in Kickstarters I think because yeah. there's there's things that are oh we're going to add this as a stretch goal you're going right we're not going to have that anyway no I know, of, you know, you know the, I feel that some content is cut out just so they have stretch goals whereas yeah. they're very definitely gone here's a, a full game slash continuation of another game um and miniatures if you want the miniatures and if not it's going to be standees but it's it's all there it's comprehensive it's complete and uh you don't have to rely on them hitting uh i'm going to say fabricated or manufactured stretch goals (laughs) yeah which is what they are let's face it to to actually get the full game you know it's it's there from the start Um, Mm -hmm. so long may that last indeed that about wraps us up for this year. Uh, there's one final thing before we jog on, um, which is uh, another Christmas present or gift. Uh, and this one came from you. So we got these. Ta-da. Ben's opened his and put his greasy fingers all over I it. mean, mine's, mine's still a lovely, lovely little oh, yeah, no, plastic no, no. We'll, and we'll stuff. Taking, we'll be taking this out of the box for a little while. No. But for 100,000 subs, um, we got those. I'd say thank you very much. Absolutely. Indeed, thank you. Especially yeah. for sticking with us, because Lord knows yeah. we're not easy. I'm not. <laughs> I, I can barely stand my own company. I don't know how you... Try work, working with him every day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shocking stuff. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so that was quite nice to have in 2021. John has one as well, but he, he isn't no one, at home, so he, we, no one told me to yeah. bring one. John, so. John had one until he melted it down and sold yeah. it. So. Used, it used it for tanks. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be surprised how good a silver button is for operative armour on an RC tank <laughs> when you're shooting out with a 22. But no, uh, thank you very much. Hopefully 2022 will be a push on year for us anyway and we'll all see you back then if you're looking for something to do on st stephen's day uh we will be back for the cult of games so our xlbs show over on tabletop.com if you are not a cult member come and join us get a 30-day trial we're going to be opening some presents i'm talking some nonsense to see out the year there may Mm. even be another gift in that phrase rumor has it rumor has it lloyd got bikinis for christmas Lloyd did get bikinis for Christmas yeah. and he was very happy with that. <laughs> Otherwise, we will see you on the 14th of January. Enjoy your new year. Eat plenty, drink lots. It's important to stay hydrated. Whiskey counts. And we'll see you then. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong. Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on.